When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Fraser Wilson and today I'm pleased to say we're once again joined by Scott McDermott who's still sunning himself down in the Algarve with the Rangers pre-season training camp. I'm also delighted to announce that today's episode is not coming via satellite dish on the moon. So apologies to all those, (laughs) (laughs) apologies to all the listeners who struggled to hear Tuesday's podcast. Hopefully it were loud and clear today. Scott, how was sounding to you down there? Sound okay to me, Fraser. Good, Certainly good. better than uh, better than the other day, that's for sure. Aye, let's uh, brush that one under the carpet. I'll take full responsibility for that. <laughs> so, <laughs> time for a new phone, I think. Anyway, pushing on there, let's get right down to business. Today's back page is brought to you by the Daily Record. Um, Martin Skirtle, back in the radar. And the Rangers are denying this, we must point yep. out, but that will be news to the player himself, who is fully expecting to come and have talks with Stephen Gerrard. Now, Scott, you mentioned in the podcast, for those that might have heard it the other day, that you expected there might be one more big blockbuster-type signing to come for Gerrard, even on top of if Ryan Kent was to come back. Is this the type of thing you were talking about? It is. I mean, certainly Skirtle would tick all the boxes of the, you know, in terms of the type of player I Stephen Gerrard will be looking to try and get in. Um, from, our, uh, from our kind of chats with Gerrard over here, it's clear that you know, if there's a couple of areas that, that he still wants to strengthen in, the central defensive area is the, the, the key one. Uh, I think I mentioned that uh, you know, he's obviously brought in George Edmondson, Fieldham, who's still a young player, uh, a developing uh, centre-back. I think Nico Katic, as much as he's picked up a lot of experience in the last year uh, for, for club and country with the under-21s this summer, he is still a young guy as well, still learning his trade. Um, and I think Gerard will feel if Rangers are going to seriously uh, go and challenge Celtic for a title. He needs two experienced centre-backs. He had four last year with Goldson, Warrell, Katic, McCauley. He's only got three as it stands just now. And with two young guys, it's clear to me that he wants a he wants an experienced centre half in. And Skirtle, well, we know all about him. He's he's thirty four years old. He's been there, done it. He's played for big clubs around Europe. He's played at major tournaments. Um, he's a free agent, and Stephen Gerrard is obviously is obviously you no know, friends with him, knows him well for a time at Anfield. So he would certainly tick a lot of boxes um, in terms of what, what Gerrard's looking for. One thing, Scott, I would just say, I mean, I go along with all that, there's no doubt is a class act, a big, strong, rugged centre-half, just yeah. what you want, and it, it would, I mean, if it was to arrive at Ibrox, the four that you've mentioned would certainly be an upgrade on the four for last yeah. season for me. The only thing, Bruno Alves two years ago arrived with possibly an even bigger pedigree, and yep. for one reason or another, that just never happened. Do you think yep. there's a... Do you think there's a danger that could be the case again, or do you think Martin Scott, if he was to come, if he was to come to Rangers, do you think 
there'd be no danger there that he'd be ready to hit the ground running. There's always a danger, and you, you know you may have a hard point. Alves is a is a great example. Um, I mean, you know, that signing didn't work out for for a number of reasons. I think looking back, Bruno Alves probably did have something to offer Rangers. He obviously went to Italy after Ibrox uh, and did pretty well. Um, but you know, we all know there were circumstances. Rangers weren't in a good place. You know the whole Pedro Cachinha experiment clearly clearly wasn't working so maybe it wasn't the right environment or the right time for Alves to, to go in at Rangers um, but you're right of course but when players get to that age and that stage in their career there's always going to be a risk and that's why Rangers will need to weigh up any potential move for Skittle no, very very carefully because you no, know, it, it, it'll definitely come in in big money if they, if they go and sign him he's been on astronomical wages for the best part of his career. You, know, you think of Liverpool and then going to Fenerbahce in Turkey. So you know, if they're going to sign him, they need him to play, they need him to be a leader, they need him to be there every week, you know, dominating that, that Rangers defence. Um, at, at his age, you know, we've not seen a lot of him, obviously, in Turkey in the last the last couple of years, so we don't know what kind of what kind of physical shape he's in. But what we do know is watching him in the Premier League for Liverpool, he looked like a, a physical specimen. He looked like a guy who, um, no, kept in really good in really good shape. And he certainly doesn't look like a guy who was going to go to go to Turkey and, and let, let himself go. And of course, Gerard will know him better, better than anyone. I mean, Gerard's not going to not going to try and sign him for Rangers if he thinks. No, his fitness isn't there, or, or are there any issues with, with injuries and stuff? So, um, no doubt Rangers and Steven Gerrard will have done, you know, any checks, any homework that they need to do in terms of where Skirtle's at, uh, with his fitness and stuff. So, um, of course, it's a risk, but I don't think I don't think they'll take it without knowing that he's able to come in and, and do a job right away. Yeah, talking talk of players coming in then, finally, Joe Aribo is over the line. Uh, I guess he's not yep. quite arrived in Portugal yet, I, I could imagine. But uh, before we go on to Aribo, our pal Lee Boyer has been on the radio again this morning. <laughs> I don't I know heard, if he caught those that. comments. It's just not letting go of this one. Um, refusing to back down, fair play to him. It's uh, now claimed that Brentford did come in with a, a late bid for Aribo which the player wasn't even told about from his agent. And I think that was um, Boyer's beef there. Um, right. But it's, it's trying to claim that Brentford would have been a better move for the player rather than Rangers. Um, yeah, obviously. That's, that's, that's just ludicrous. I, I think mean. it's clearly... I think the sour grapes are there from the, the fact that he's only getting £300,000 because of the cross-border fee that Rangers yeah. have to pay. They could, he could be getting multiples of that if he'd if gone to another English yeah. club. So for me, that is the only reason I can see why Lee Boyer is so peeved about this. I think you said it the other day. I mean, it's, it, it's, Charlton's, it's Charlton's fault that you know, they're getting that money. They should have had this boy tied up on a, on a long-term contract um, oh, a couple of years ago. Why they've let his contract run down and let it get to this stage? I'm not quite sure. Um, it was obviously similar, a similar case with, with Fulham and Moussa Dembele a few years ago when, when Celtic managed to get him for 500 grand. Um, so there's clearly a bit of bitterness there, a bit of resentment. But I think, I mean, listen, Charlton have just been promoted to the Championship. I don't doubt that Joe Aribo was a, a really big player for them. Uh, and Lee Boyer wanted him to stay, but... I, mean, I think it's time. He, uh, it's maybe time for him to move on and, and go on, go on with life. Certainly, but 
he's another big physical specimen, isn't he? And uh, one thing, another thing that struck me through the images coming from the training this week is uh, just the sheer machine that uh, Shea Ojo looks to be. I, I mean, th- uh, yeah. this is going to be a big, powerful Rangers unit next season, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we, we, we watched a bit of training this morning and uh, George Edmondson looks really physical as well um, for, a, for a young guy. So he'll add a bit of that to the, the defence as well. Um, so no, I think you're right. It, it, goes back to, it goes back to what we said about Stephen Gerrard having a year in Scottish football um, already. You know, we all know this is a huge season for him and for Rangers. But he'll be in such a better place this summer than he was last, last summer, knowing... Exactly what Scottish football is like, knowing exactly what's going to be required to go and go and challenge for for trophies. Um, no, just knowing what it's like to go to Petardry or no Bernard Park or Firth Park or whatever, um, and try to get try to get results. And I think probably being a bit more physical will be part of that. Um, and you're right. I mean, you compare Ojo to Ajaria, for instance, and Ojo looks. Looks far more far more physical as if he'll be able to handle himself, uh, handle himself a bit more yeah. in that area of the in that area of the pitch. So um, I think you're right. And Aribo is another. Um, I actually watched some clips. I mean, I'd seen him play a couple of times, but I watched some clips online uh, of him the other night. And I mean, what surprised me was as well as being a middle to front guy who can clearly create and score goals. You no, know, there was a lot. There was a lot of clips of him. You know, tracking back and tackling and regaining possession and you know, really using his power and his strength. So he certainly looks, I mean, it's early days, you know, we need to wait and see how he gets on. It'll be a big step up for him, but he looks like the all-round midfielder. He's left-sided, giving Rangers a wee bit of, a wee bit of balance in that area. And you, know, you would think for the money that they've spent on him and given the clubs that have been in for him, it looks like a, like a brilliant piece of business. They look as if they've got a proper all-round midfielder who's at a really good age and, and ready to kick on. Absolutely. I, that, I noticed that myself for a few clips of him. He certainly seems to like pinching the ball for the opposition yeah. in the midfield area. Um, a couple of new faces I, I noticed uh, on pictures for the Algarve this morning. <laughs> One Virgil van yeah. Dijk and uh, I noticed you'd been uh, hobnobbing with John Terry as well, mate. Yeah. <laughs> What's the story there? It was an interesting, interesting moment. Uh, listen, the, the training complex that they're using in Quinta de Lago, I think I said before, I mean, it's a really, it's a proper high-class facility um, in a really nice part of the country. Uh, various like, teams and you know, national teams use it, but also just individual players and, and athletes use it. <laughs> so... No, we were as surprised as anyone to turn up at the, the training this morning and see and see Virgil Van Dijk training uh, training on his own uh, or at his own kind of personal personal trainer with him. Um, and John Terry was there as well. To be fair, I think John Terry is just here on holiday and thought you no, know, he would he would take a wander down and, and have a watch at Rangers training and obviously speak to his good pal uh, his good pal Stephen Gerrard. But I mean, there, there's others. I mean, I think the I think the Leicester midfielder, Portuguese international, uh, Andre Silva, was training on his own this morning as well. Uh, I think there's various athletes. I think one of the English English rugby internationals was there as well. So it's just that that type of place. Um, but obviously, um, 
Gerard will know Van Dijk and, and know John Terry. So there was a wee bit of mingling going on this morning. Um, and Alec Gray, the obviously ex-Rangers midfielder, he was there too. And he obviously knows uh, like Sateri and, and Gerard for his time in England as well. So no, it was it was good, good fun. No chance of Gerard chucking a net over Van Dyke, no, ahead of the new season. Nah, nah, I don't <laughs> think so. We did ask to get a word with, with Big Virgil, but um I don't think it was I don't think it was too keen. He gave us he gave us a, a custard pie. Oh uh, no. Which, but but we, listen, we're we're used to custard pie, so it's absolutely <laughs> Needs to remember where he came from, that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Aye. I noticed Jordan Jones yesterday was talking about uh, the, the demands Stephen Gerrard's putting on his players um, out there this week. That's the first thing he's he's noticed. And uh, coming from somebody that's just worked with Steve Clark for two years, that's really really quite telling, isn't it? I know you've mentioned yeah. before the, the demands that Gerrard's putting on his players. So I think that just gives you an insight into that. It is. I mean, I think, I know it's a cliche, but I mean, they have been working very hard this week whenever, whenever we've seen them. There has been a lot of running. Um, I think particularly in the morning, they do a lot of the a lot of the fitness stuff. Um, you know, getting into the kind of afternoon there, they were they were getting the balls out and you know, they had a couple of wee practice games and stuff. But I think um, I think Gerard has ran them into the, the ground and for a lot of guys, well, I'm thinking the guys maybe like Greg Stewart's and Jake Casties and even Edmondson coming up field them. You know, it might be a kind of shock to the, the system just how hard he's working them, but. No, the Rangers are going into are going into battle in four competitions shortly, and it starts well, it starts very quickly with these European qualifiers. So they need to well, they need to be ready. They need to hit the ground hit the ground running. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think in terms of Jordan Jones having worked under Steve Clark, um, and we know uh, know how much a stickler he is for fitness. Um, no, he, he might have been taken taken aback slightly by, by just how hard uh, how hard Gerard's working them. But the fact that he's the fact that he's worked with Clark um will no doubt stand him and stand him in good stead. Yeah. Well, apologies for continually going back to, to Ryan Kent on this this programme. But um <laughs> <laughs> is it just to mention something because you you mentioned something interesting on Tuesday and through my own fault, I managed to put a muffler over the, the conversation, so a lot of people wouldn't have heard it. But you, you touched on the fact that um, Stephen Gerrard had kept up conversations with Kent throughout the summer. Um, I mean, there's so many ties, yeah. so many ties to Glasgow for Ryan Kent. I can imagine deep down the boy was clearly wanting to come back to Rangers. But j- just tell us again a wee bit about those conversations. You, you know, Gerrard was no, having I ju- with him. I, ju- I just heard. I just heard over the summer. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, that Stephen Gerrard kept in close contact with, with Ryan Kent, maybe even spent a bit of, a bit of time with him over the summer. Um, no doubt, just trying to reinforce how much he wants him back at Rangers, how good Rangers can be for him, uh, and how another you know, another year at Ibrox uh, might take him on to you no know, take him on to the next level. Because um, we know he's got we know he's got a few years left in his his Liverpool contract. Um, there will be clubs sniffing about them. We know that. I mean, I, you know, I was reading some online stuff yesterday on social media, and you know, people saying, "Oh, I mean, Liverpool don't want to send them out in loan; they want to sell them." And if a big bid comes in, I mean, that's all stuff that we know already. I mean, Stephen Gerrard's been saying that for you know, for several weeks and months now. But if it comes to buying Ryan Kent, 
Rangers won't be at the table at all. I mean, the, the, the figures being quoted and what Liverpool uh, rate him at, Rangers, no, Rangers can't can't get involved in that. Rangers' sole aim is to try and get Ryan Kent back on another another year's loan, and they will lean on Steven Gerrard's relationship with, with Jurgen Klopp, uh, Gerrard's relationship with Ryan Kent, and also just the fact that Kent enjoyed it so much and developed so much last year uh, after a couple of you know, a couple of loan spells that didn't work out uh, the way the way it hoped. So. No, make no bones about it. Rangers can't buy Ryan Kent. Of course, if a big club in England comes in for the championship and says to Liverpool, "There's there's twelve million for Kent," of course he's going to go. No, Rangers would just need to would just need to accept that. Liverpool, no, would definitely entertain a bid like that. Rangers need to hope that bids of that nature don't come in. And a combination of, as I say, Gerard's relationship with Jurgen Klopp, convincing him that another year on loan will take his value up even more, as well as Kent actually want to come back to, to Glasgow, actually you know, having that hunger to go back to Rangers and win trophies. Um, if all of that comes together, then there's a good chance Rangers will, Rangers will get, the boy, get the boy back for another year. Very clear there, yeah, but that's a nervy time for Rangers fans, isn't it? Then every, yeah. every morning when they get up, they'll be Googling Ryan Kent's name, hoping that nothing it might, listen, comes up. And it, and it, might be, it might be really late on in the window because, I say, Liverpool aren't back yet. No, there'll be players getting extended breaks, so Kent will be one that Klopp will probably take into the squad and uh, take into the squad take away on maybe a pre-season tour or something, get him, get him some minutes, have a close look at him. So, as I said the other day, Rangers, are going to, Rangers fans are going to need to be really patient. Uh, it could be well, it could be that they need to play the play the long game we, we can't. But I certainly, you know, some of them, you know, some punters may be getting a wee, bit, a wee bit down, a wee bit concerned that it might not happen. Um, I think Rangers and Gerrard will still be optimistic to getting him getting him in before the end of the, before the, end of the window. Yeah, it's next week Liverpool are back, I think, isn't it? Back for pre-season. Yeah. And then they've got tours of America and France, am I right in saying? Is that right? I, I think, yeah. So would you expect Kent to go in both of those? I think they're the, I think both of those are scheduled for July. Um, right. I think, I think particularly the early one. Uh, I, mean, I remember watching, I remember watching like Man United on tour last summer and a lot of their players got extended breaks uh, because they're international Tournament and you know, the likes of Dimitri Mitchell, uh, who obviously ended up at Hearts, he was on the kind of US tour and got some game minutes under under Mourinho. But ultimately, he came back once the whole squad was back. You no, know, Man United realised right, he's no he's no part of the not going to be part of the bigger squad. So then they look at they look at loan moves. I can see something similar happening with Ryan Kent. I think Klopp might take him on, on at least one of the tours. Have a look at him. You know, can I see where he's at? Where they might, where they might value him. You know, they'll know that Rangers are are uh, are clearly interested in, in getting him back. But I don't think a decision will be made for uh, for a few more weeks yet. Yeah, Rangers got plenty in reserve for the, the early rounds of the Europa League anyway, yeah. to, to get by without him. Um, yeah. Just coming on to the final thing, then Dave King made headlines again this week. Um, I think just after we recorded the last podcast, they came out to, to congratulate fans on the, the record-breaking season ticket sales. And yep. uh, 
came out with a statement that is, proves Rangers are the premier club again in Scotland. Now, yeah. <laughs> another guy that just can't help himself. I think this will be music to the to the ears of Rangers fans. Um, I'm just wondering what Stephen Gerrard makes of it when he reads this. There's no doubt he's got a strong relationship with his chairman, but deep down, I, don't you think this type of stuff will irk him? Because Stephen Gerrard's very much of the, the old mantra to play things down, isn't he? We've, yeah, we've won yes. nothing yet. Let's not go shouting about things yet. Aye, listen, I, I don't know. I don't know if it'll irk him as such. He'll fully understand Dave King's position as chairman, and you know, the club have just sold 40, 46,000 season tickets. Another. Another record. No, Dave King's got to come out and say Rangers are the are the Premier Club. That's what the fans believe. That's what the board believe. Um, but ultimately, from a, a playing point of view, no actions speak louder than words. And until until Rangers are winning trophies again, no winning league titles again, then um, no saying stuff like that will have a bit more a bit more credence. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't listen. I don't know if it'll arc Gerard. I don't know if it'll be that if it'll be that bothered. But, but to be honest, I, I just think he's so he knows the job in hand. He's so focused, so determined to get no to get that first get that first trophy, no get that first title, get Rangers back to the, the top of, of Scottish football again, and then and only then will no they might be able to shout their mouths off a wee bit a wee bit more. You just don't fear that's maybe adding fuel to the fire for for Celtic. Um... <laughs> The old pin it up in the wall stuff like that. I don't actually believe that happens. Don't get me nah. wrong. Celtic, Celtic, no. There's a there's a challenge coming for Rangers. Um, I think Andy Halliday said it last week. No, Celtic are still clear clear favourites. They still win the title with, with nine points despite Rangers closing the gap. That's still a, a relatively comfortable cushion. The the league was wrapped up weeks in advance for Celtic, so of course they are still the. They're still the team to catch. I mean, listen, they've, they've won everything for the last for the last two seasons. They've won the last eight, eight titles. So, um, no, they're still they're still the team to beat. They still have to be the, the benchmark for for Rangers. But listen, when this Fraser, you know as well as I do, when this season starts, you no, know, you've got new signings. You've got Neil Lennon back at Celtic. You've got the pressure Gerrard's under to go and win a trophy. I don't think you'll need any fuel to add to the the fire. I think it will be. I think it'll be burning, burning right for the off basically. Hi, this week. Interesting, uh, interesting pictures circulating on, on Twitter this week. Uh, sort of compare and contrast Gerard uh, and Lennon, uh, the, the two styles of the guys. But when it comes to the crunch on the park, I think uh, it's, it's going to be blockbuster stuff, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Well, one thing about the two of them is, no, they might be different personalities, different characters, but the two of them are, are proper winners. Exactly. Um, I think there's that, a respect there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they would have played against each other, I'm sure, down south. Um, and listen, Neil Lennon's done, you know, done plenty of good things at Celtic as a as a manager. Stephen Gerrard's just just starting out in this job. Remember, uh, his first managerial role, you know, coming for youth football into into a massive club like Rangers. So, you no, know, he'll be full of respect for for Neil Lennon, and it goes back to what we're what we're just saying until Rangers are. In the top again, and, and they're winning things. Um, then it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Talk is, talk is cheap. No, Neil Lennon and Celtic are in the are in the box seat. They'll know that Rangers are going to put up a, a bigger, probably more sustained challenge than there has been for the last the last few years. And I don't think Celtic will need any any more motivation than they go for they go for nine in a row. And then obviously the 
the 10 that, that they crave. That's all from us then. Thanks again to Scott for joining us all the way from Argarve. If you want to continue the debate, you can find us on Twitter at record underscore sport and on Facebook as well. We'll be back next week to talk all things Rangers, so don't forget to subscribe on Acast and iTunes to get the pod as soon as it's available, and you can also rate us on there too. Thanks very much for listening.